ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome aboard. Hey. Good morning. Good morning over there. How are y'all doing today? Good. Good morning, Shannon. Everything's hey. right on time there, huh? Yes, sir. We're good to go today, Sister Miriam. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. You sound bright and chipper. Well, praise the Lord. I'm feeling pretty good. Got some rest this weekend and uh, have my iced coffee ready, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> Iced coffee. Mm-mm. Well, I got a hot one. I, I drink them both. I can drink coffee anyway, uh, any time of the day or night, no problem. But Mm-mm. I might not go to sleep. There, there is that issue <laughs> if I drink it too late. But praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome aboard. Hope y'all had a great weekend. Uh, we've got a great uh, schedule for you this week. We're going to kick it off here on Monday, August twenty first, two thousand twenty three. My goodness, it's going to be fall pretty soon. Uh, we better get some more cook-ins in out there um, mm-hmm. while you can before it gets cold. But uh, praise the Lord. Welcome aboard. Brother and Sister Cohen, you want to open us in prayer? I'll do that. Uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, let me just say what we're going to do, Shannon. Uh, so I was at a meeting this week uh, with Dr. P.J. Shelton. I'll talk more about her in a moment. And uh, I recorded it on my phone. So now we did it last night on my program, and everyone heard it fine. So we just have to do a bit of a sound check to make sure I'm not too close to the mic or too loud. Uh, it turned out I was uh, I had to soften it up a bit last night by the time it came through. So I know you could help me do that. Uh, but it is a pretty strong message, so we'll share a bit on that. Great. And did you know your friend uh, Ramirez was on the front cover of Charisma magazine this month? I didn't know that. Wow. And that, yeah, like a four or five page article on <laughs> his deliverance ministry. Well, congratulations and, to John. That's great. That, that is a big deal. Um, at least in our in our little charismatic world. That's awesome. Okay. Very good. Okay, Shannon, I'll open it up. So, thank you, Lord. On the only thing with uh, something on a phone, I don't know if a phone call comes in, if it cuts it off, or what it'll do. Uh, if it, You know, if it might stop it, we'd have to just uh, punch it again. So, okay, thank you, Lord. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful time, this wonderful ministry, Lord, that's going out on the airwaves. Lord, I thank you for your blessing on Shannon and his family Yes. Mm-mm. and on all who are hearing or that they'll hear the word today of what Dr. PJ is trying to convey to us for it is so important in our world in our church world thank you Lord for your blessing your anointing your direction Lord the eyes of our heart of our understanding being open to receive from you in Jesus name okay Shannon yes, so uh, this will take a, a full hour however whenever you want to stop it uh, just let me know we've got to uh, uh, we've got to the top of the hour so anything you can get in during this hour we'll do very good okay now dr. PJ does introduce herself at the very beginning but it's a little muddled uh, she is a medical doctor. We've known her, but she's been a, a Pentecostal prophet and speaker for years. But she's a full board certified doctor with a practice in Jamaica, Long Island. Uh, that's uh, very close to New York City. Um, most of her practice are just people from the streets. And so she's dealt with many issues. She was one on the front lines in New York City back in 1982 when HIV was just coming to the surface. And uh, she'll tell her stories even on that. I don't know if it's on here. But when doctors were getting together and they had no idea what this disease was, what was affecting all of these men. Um, But that's been her environment for all of these years. Her mainly message today is 
the, what the church needs to do or how the church responds to the LGBTQ agenda that is so trying to come into the church. She sees in Long Island there in New York City, and again, you're talking about two churches a block. So there are many, many more churches. The pastors are just overwhelmed on how do I do this? Do I receive it? Um, they're putting um, gay people as as uh, assistant uh, pastors just to have them on the program to say, oh, look at us. You know, we're totally open to the LGBTQ agenda in our church. Well, she's giving a Romans chapter one response and how we are to respond to that situation. I'm sure most of your audience uh, will be open to this. You're okay with this, Shannon? It's a very strong message. Absolutely. Let's hear what they have to say. Okay, what she has to say. Okay, well, I'll start it out, and uh, let me know if I need to be closer, louder, softer, or whatever. Yes, sir. Yes, concerns to the church. So as it is, I am a practicing physician. As patients come in with their symptoms, I have to find the root of whatever it is that issue that you brought to me. Try to pull it back. Just as a in the bit. natural, so it is. Pull it back. Yes, sir. You when pull I it back or uh, cut the volume down just a little bit. That is happening in the church that God is very concerned because we are called by the name of his son. We are called to be separate and apart from the world. God created a kingdom of a people group that he would entrust the anointing and the life of his son to continue to to, to the uh, that the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ would be preached with boldness, conviction, and the fire of his son that rests within us. The word of God says, yesterday, let me recap a little bit. Yesterday, I spoke on identity crisis of the church. And the identity crisis was because there's too much worldliness in the church. There are two kingdoms that operate. The kingdom of darkness and its power and the kingdom of light. What is happening in the world got no business showing up in the house of God. There's there's no business of certain languages that should show up on the house of God, on the pulpits. Got no business of, 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 of entertaining homosexuality, lesbianism, and same-sex. God is very concerned because what you are doing, you are polluting his house and you are bringing his son to an open shame. And he gets tired of it. The word of God says that Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see that he is preventing them from seeing the illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God and should shine upon them. So we know that there is a blindness upon men for them not to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is his life and the light and the life that is within us that brings about deliverance because we were all at one time blind. We all came from somewhere and if it not but God that brought us all of us here from wherever journey
agenda is raging war against the kingdom of light. No. There's that song we sang yesterday. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. When that song is sung, you are reminding yourself that you are a child of God. You have no confusion in that. You are not suffering from the identity crisis that is happening in the church. You know who you are and you know whose you are. I'm going to touch, listen, there are subjects we have to talk about. The church, and I understand why pastors and people don't want to touch it, but God has to, he has to bring some things for you for the knowledge. The Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Someone has to speak the truth that you know what is truth from the lie that is being perpetrated. Sexual expression is a personal choice. How a man or woman decide to express themselves is a personal choice. The animal kingdom is not confused about their function. And stop that propaganda that they were born that way. Stop it. Because the word that you are speaking is killing the light of the spirit that is in you. You can't be talking that stuff and think that you got the holiness of God in you. You got the power of the Holy Ghost and you talking foolishness and stupidness in the temple of God. You're killing the life of God in your spirit. Stop it. Lesbianism and homosexuality is a choice. And I'm saying it to anybody who wants to hear it. Listen to what I'm saying. What you do with your life is your business. I don't care what you decide to do with your personal life, how you decide for your personal expression of sexual gratification. I don't care. My job is not to beat you with the Bible. My job is to tell you that there are consequences. There are eternal consequences to the choices that you make. And the lifestyle that you lead will take you to a hell or you can repent and it will take you to the glory. That is your assignment. And if you can understand the truth of it, you will never be afraid whenever you hear about the propaganda, when you hear homosexual, oh please. Oh please, like, come on, get a life. Like, who cares? That should be your position. That's not your business. Because they know in themselves that God does not approve. That is why there is a great influence to shove it down your throat. To make their lie your truth. Same-sex marriage, it does not exist. Nor two of the same anything bring anything. It's a nothingness doctrine. Because it is against nature and is against creation. And if you approve or you nod or you sanction any of these things, this transgender movement, and you're having sympathy for them. Number one, you are condemning yourself to the same fate. Because God said that they are worthy of death. Your confession from your mouth pollutes the temple you profess the Holy Spirit to live in. The temple of the Holy Spirit, you are walking in darkness. You're walking backward and the Spirit of the Lord has said, change your course. God's wrath against ungodliness will be judged. Listen, this is my work. You know, people come in 
and they come in all kinds of ways and I have to have the professionalism to deal with the convictions of what I have and I have to sit and listen and treat but I believe and I know that the cross is for all men I pray that you no longer a slave to the fear of the world that you don't want to offend them I got people don't offend Church to tell you, go eat. Be 
anymore. That's not going to cut it in that season. Again, I had the vision for this night. I had a vision of a courtroom where the judge that sat on the judge's seat. I did not see who sat on the chair. But there was a chair that was right in front of the judge's seat. And I heard the voice again beckon me to sit on the to sit on the chair and write the things that I speak to you and rehearse them in the ears of my people. For the ears, they say they hear, but hear not. They say they have eyes to see and they see not. I heard the Lord saying, My people cry out. They are crying out to me, saith the Lord. Their cupboards are bare. They are empty and none to fill them. They go to my house and give, laying their meagerly offerings before me. They give their might. They give out of their sacrifice. But they say to them, depart in peace. Be warm and be filled and have given them no spiritual food or care for their physical needs. They eat the bread of the children of God like cankerworm and locusts they come. They eat the bread of their provision. Their bellies are full with the goodliness of the labor of my people. They are fat good for nothing in their effectiveness of the gospel's delivery. They open their mouth and are full of the sound of dead men's bone. Speaking swelling words, moved by the lying spirit they carry. They lie to me in their chambers of prayer. Their heart is canker, no seed worthy to plant or grow. They cover themselves in fine clothes and linen while my people are cold, frigid, poor, oppressed, hungry. But you tell them to go warm yourself. While in your hands is the anointing I give you to provide for them, saith the Lord. You have no covering before me. I see your nakedness and I will reveal. I will show to men. And you have shown to men that there is no cloak for your sin. Ministry, I hear the Lord saying. Ministry, I hear the Lord saying. You weary me with the name, saith the Lord. How do you propose to initiate and lead the ministry that you profess to be in my name? How will you do it, says God? How do you propose to do that? What choices are you going to make that will honor me? What will you change in your agenda that will glorify my son? What is your agenda? What do you seek from the ministry? Is it food for the belly? Or money for fine linens to cover you? What is it, saith the Lord? You are making choices and decisions outside of me, outside of my counsel. Good ideas are not the foundations for soul winning. The life of my son, the blood that he shed was not my good idea, saith the Lord. It was not my good idea. With what eyes do you look upon men? Do you see the cross for the sacrifice that it bears or the numbers that lie in your pews? What value, what price do you place on the soul of a man? Know you not that death is at the door for many? What price are you willing to pay to reach out to bring the message of hope, salvation, of eternal life in me to those who perish? I did it all, paid it all for you. I can do no more, saith the Lord. I gave my son to you and you dance and you clap not to the Holy Spirit I give you and yet you still hear and you hear not. You tell me you see, but you see not. You say you are full and I say to you, you
You seek the approval of man and not my will. You seek to sit in high and lofty seat to be seen of men. You glory in yourself to your own shame. It is not business of the past, saith the Lord. The church has come before me. Before I begin judgment in my house, I am extending you mercy, says the Lord. I am stopping, stepping back and allowing you a time to reflect on your path of service unto me. All who are called by my name are my minister to evangelize nations, making disciples in my name. Your service unto me, I seek and search your heart this night for your motive, your agenda, your proposal of ministry, and your proposal of service for the fatherless, for the widows, for the lost, for the hungry, the least of the kingdom. Serve them, clothe them, saith the Lord, feed them in my name, says the God. Give them of your clothes, your food, your substance, your finance, above all your arm of love, comfort, care, and compassion for all men. For this cause I lay down my life that you may live in me. The nations are calling, says the Lord. Lay down those things of comfort to you. Give and it shall be given back unto you, saith the Lord. Give of your hands your time. Give of your substance. Give, I say. Give it all to me that you may be called the children of God. And shine as the noonday sun before me. Let me know that there is yet a people who have chosen to serve me, honor me. And will not love their life above my heart from man's soul. Nor will bow nor conform to the will of men. I call you to service. Your choice must be made. Choose, says the Lord. Many of the buildings that you have built are graves. There's no life, no power, no spirit for you seek your own and not my will. The hour of my visitation is at hand, saith the Lord. Choose this day who you will serve, how you will serve, and why will you serve? For these are the days of choosing, saith the Lord. I call heaven and earth as a witness against the church. And of my words spoken this day to the church, for these are the days of choosing, saith the Lord. You cannot serve God in the spirit of prosperity, mixed and filled with greed and self-pleasure for riches, and presenting all matters of gimmicks that outlines the platform of my house of grace and mercy. If thou continue in your deeds, saith God, the Lord says, if you continue in your deeds and in your works that I call abominable and continue to cast my word behind your back, you continue to stop at the door those who truly desire to seek me. For you have made my cross of none effect in the lives of men. I say to you, I will dry up your grounds and I will make your land desolate, saith the Lord. I will strip you of your anointing. I will strip you of your titles and your position. I will take away all of your substance and I will give it to another more honorable than you who will do my bidding. Take heed, says the Lord. Take heed to the words that I have spoken. For my word will come to test you and it will come to try you, says the Lord. Pick up your cross and follow me. Those who have the ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I am the Lord. I, the one who have written these words, 
of which I heard from the spirit of the living God, I say to you, choose wisely. In all things, choose wisely. Choices. Choices. Even I, as a physician, I have patients that come with a mass in their breast. You got a mass in your colon. You got a mass in your lungs. You got these crazy labs that I know that if we don't do something with this now, that I can tell you what will happen within the next month, within the next three months. Because my job is to save your life. My job is to get to the root and to get you in the right hands of those who God have trained. Some of these guys spent 10, 15 years in school. They got something to say to you. Amen. To get you into the right hands, to get you better because you cannot serve God if you are sick. God does not want a sick church. Choices to make. When those things present itself before. 
Check your motive. Check your agenda. At all times, you must be your own critic. Don't worry for the world, works or their action. We are in the kingdom of light and life. What the kingdom of darkness decides to do, that's their business. That's their agenda. But you have, God gave you the power of the Holy Spirit. Just, you got to take a position last night, like I said. When that things come before you about homosexuals, you, you tell them, listen, I don't care what you do with your life. That's what, what you want. That's your business. What do you care? What are you afraid of? What do you fear? Because that subject people don't want to touch. Why don't you want to touch it? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid when you hear sex marriage? What are you afraid of? When you hear about lesbianism and homosexuality, what are you afraid of? Why does fear come upon your heart? That is the world's doctrine. That's your system. Because the God of this world, the God of this world with a small g, has blinded the eyes of unbelievers. That's their business. Do not be concerned what people decide and the choices that they make with their own life. That's none of your business. Don't entertain that. But you must be ready to warn them of the consequences. Hell will meet them if they don't turn their life around. That's the message. Thank God. That's your ministry. That God is sending you forth. If they choose to accept Christ, wonderful. If they choose not, I'm not going to sleep no, lose no sleep. Whatever a man don't decide to do for the gospel, what do I care? I did my part. I plant. I water. God alone will bring the increase. He said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, lift up my name, lift up my power, lift up the glory, lift up the cross, I and I alone will draw the souls of men unto myself. The reason that the church is in the state that it is because some of you want to play God. Some of these ministries, you want to play God in people's lives. You must give the people the truth. You give them the gospel. You love them. You care for them and lead them to the Holy Ghost. You are not Holy Ghost children. If you are not Holy Ghost children, one of four stuff makes that you are not God. He said, lift him up. He said, I the working the Holy Spirit. I will draw. Some of you just want to take people by the neck and stop it into them. It's not your job. The Holy Ghost knows what he's doing. Leave him alone. Let him do his job. Don't worry for the world's works in action. You cannot choose the consequences of how God will respond respond to sin and wickedness. The choice of consequences is mine. It is of my choosing of how judgment will be dictated. Stop telling folks you're going to hell. You're going to go to hell. Stop that. You tell people the truth. You tell them about Jesus. You tell them there is an eternal end because at the end of it all, the Lord says, you know, we are all in this big garden called life. You got the wheat, you got the tares, you got the sheep, you got the goats. You don't know who's who. I got some folks, they come in, they're tattooed from yay yay. Every other word is A, B, there's some other word. Very explicit, that's their life, that's their language. But somehow these people, they have a knowledge of God. Can I sit and judge a man from their physical appearance, what they look like? Because many of us do that. We judge by what we see. Don't judge a man because you don't know where they are in God. You don't know the men. You don't know they came down to Calvary. 
those who have not caught up yet. I always say it's not how you start your journey, it's how you're going to finish it. If you can see some folks off course, they're doing all kinds of craziness, they're in and out of the church, you will be surprised. Prayer works, baby. Prayer works. Keep praying. Keep believing God that God will change the heart and draw them unto himself. Only you can stop the process of how you got here. God is giving us mercy extended. Brother Glenn, please get ready. God has it. We're going to take communion tonight. Mercy has been extended. It is time to repent. I know a lot of messages, folks don't want to hear it. The beauty of the cross, no matter what you've done, you can bow your knee and say, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. And the cross, the atonement in his blood and his life, is able to cleanse you of all your unrighteousness. Prostitutes, I've seen drug dealers come to the Lord. I've seen people come out of adultery, out of drugs. I've seen people come out of mess because I pray and believe God that my life, that some of these people I only see once, that the time they spent in my presence was a time that the Holy Spirit gave to do the work, to deposit the seed of love and compassion, to a lot of hugging, a lot of hugging and a lot of I love yous I get. Why? Because I know that you were not created to be in that mess that you're in. And I am able to know and have faith to believe that God can deliver. We have to repent. First, forgive yourself. Too many times people come to my office in shame. I had a woman, she's in church. She told me that how she contracted herpes. You know what she did? She got off the chair and was hiding under my desk because of the shame. Pastor's son, young man, got himself involved trying to minister to a young lady that was out there who gave him an STD. First time, the, the shame that he came in with in my office, the tears. I prayed over him. Repentance, he was here today. He's married, children, and he's pastoring with his dad. Transcends everything. Amen. Forgive yourselves. No matter what you've done, where you've been, no matter if you're still in something right now, God says, "Say, forgive yourselves. Forgive you for the choices that you made. It's all right. It's not the end of the world. God can save murderers. He can save pedophiles. No matter what their works, their deeds." God can save any man. That's what the cross, that's the beauty of the cross. It was for all men, not because of what you choose. That desirable and deemed to be saved. All men. The long suffering of God is salvation. And all men should come to the knowledge of the truth. Let it go. I don't care what it is, let it go. God is offering you a clean slate. No man can judge you. He who is without sin cast the first stone. No man can condemn you. What Jesus is saying, go 
and sin no more. And and don't 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 play that grace game. Yeah, you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You just keep repeating that same thing over. You know the Lord just loves me. Just, you know, yeah, He forgives me. Stop it. Because there's a time that He's gonna let you know this is the end of this. Stop playing with grace. Stop playing with mercy. Stop making a fool of the gospel. Stop making a fool of the cross. Keep doing the same mess over and over and over and over again. There are pastors that are popping that are sleeping right now. Sleeping with the women in the church. There are churches and I'm telling you I know. The guy is up there with the mistress who's sitting there and the wife is somewhere in the seat in the row. Having church, having communion, having a good time in the name of the Lord. How long do you think that's going to go on? How long do you think that God is going to continue to continue when we have the cross? Not that things don't come upon us. Come on. Let's be real. We come before situations. But we have to come to a place where we can say, no. Holy Spirit, help me. No. No. And maybe the first time. But if you keep genuinely repenting, you're going to get your victory. Only you can stop the process of how you got here. The cross has made it available for you to, to get up and change your garments. To continue the journey the Lord has need of you. Forgive all, and I mean all. Even if they are in the grave, offenses can be forgiven. For he is the God of the living and of the dead. There are people that have had some horrible things happen in their life. The father raped them, their uncle, the the brother, the stepdaddy. I cannot tell you of 30 some years of practice the things that have come. And some people they just cannot forgive, they cannot get past that. We have to, and, and, it, and it takes prayer. Yes, it's trauma, yes. But at some point, you know, they get consumed with hatred and bitterness and anger. But you gotta forgive. It's not an option. Forgiveness is not an option for you. It is mandated of God that you must forgive. Forgive the man who left you for your sister, for the neighbor. Divorced you and left you with kids. Forgive those who deserted you, threw you out of the house, beat you up, whatever. We can go around the wheel of offenses for the next now until eternity of what people have done. Forgive. Forgive the wife who left you for your brother. The neighbor for the boss. Forgive for your children and what they've done to you. Forgive. Forgive for the domestic abuse. Forgive. Forgive for the rape. Forgive. Forgive. You must forgive. But God is giving you an opportunity that you will not leave this place the way you came in. Because we're going out there with the fire of the Holy Ghost, a fresh anointing. The word of God came forth. Who says who will go? We're going to go with the power because we got all that stuff out of your spirit. Get it out of your spirit. Even if all you got is four letters of the alphabet. I had a woman who came in. She was so bitter. She was married to a man for 30 years. Put him through law school. She never had a chance to go to school herself. Didn't have nothing in life. The man became a high-power attorney. Dumped her for a woman 20 years younger who got the Porsche and the jewelry and the money. All the cruises got everything. That woman was so 
I said, you know what? This is what I want you to do. If he died, the wife, the second wife got everything. He didn't leave her a dime. He didn't leave any money for the two kids that she bore for this man. And I said, you know, I want you to go. I think he was buried in North Carolina. And I said, I want you to go sit by his grave. I want you to take a sheet, just sit there. If you want to take a picnic basket, and that one, and if all you got is four letters of your alphabet, because that's all I've been hearing since you've been sitting in this room. Because if that's all you got, that's what you're going to talk to him. Get that stuff out of your spirit! And she looked at me, and she says, I will. I didn't see her for three months. One day, this person's coming to my office, and I see her. Hi, Dr. PJ. She got it right. She says, I did exactly what you said. It took me two weeks, but I did exactly what you said. And today, she's free. She remarried. Doing well. But she got that stuff out of your spirit. You know, some of you want to Jesus everything away. But that stuff is in your spirit. Don't, and that's why sometimes you ever see people go off? You're talking to them nicely of a sudden. They just go off. What's your name? What's your name? Nasty? Bad attitude. Why? Because you got stuff in your spirit that you're trying to cheat us away. And God is telling you, deal with the reality of your truth. Deal with the reality of your truth. I had one, she came in my office one day. No, she came into the waiting room in her pajamas with a bucket and a pail. At 8 o'clock in the morning, this was many years ago, she had married a guy very successful with driving her crazy. Driving her nuts. So we called her husband and said, listen, you know, this, this lady's losing it. He says, well, just put her in her cabin and send her home. Very nasty, mean, it was arrogant. Woo. So we called the daughter come and get her, to come and get her mom. I don't know what happened. All I know, one day I see this woman in this two-piece silk with some high heels and this fur coat. And this man that she's wearing, in the wheelchair. Dabbing his lips ahead, just drooling all over the place. He was so, he had a massive stroke because he refused to do what was right. God knows how to bring judgment for people who hurt you. He says, repentance is mine. Judgment is mine. Tell you something that is a powerful right now word 
Who is that sister that's speaking? Yeah, Dr. P.J. Shulton from uh, Jamaica, Long Island. How do you spell her last name? Do you know? S-H-U-L, Shulton, T-A-N or T-O-N. I'll tell you what, what a powerful word. Wake up, church, the Philistines are upon upon you. Uh, Powerful word. I'm, I'm so glad you played that tonight. Everybody needs to hear this one and share it. Uh, we've got about five minutes remaining. Um, I know there's probably more where that came from. Um, is there any other information you want to point them to? Well, we could do this, Shannon. Um, I, uh, that was a two-part. Uh, the day before, uh, she was really strong on what the uh, LGBT lifestyle was. And as a doctor... Uh, how people are coming into her office. Um, I could pick up that recording in a week or two, and we can do that maybe next month. Absolutely. Um, um, this even is a, stronger than this. Uh, have you ever read the book called From Queer to Christ? Or heard? I've heard book? it. Definitely heard it. I have not read it. Yes, he's a good friend of mine, George Carneal, and uh, he is been interviewed on national television cbn etc a man who lived that lifestyle for over 20 years son of a baptist Mm -hmm. minister no doubt and uh he got saved and repented of that lifestyle and goes out and tells everybody um what his uh experience was and uh speaks the truth with love but uh, Mm um as she said tonight um there are repercussions sin. If people want to do that, so be it. But know that uh, if you die in that sin, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And while we're at it, uh, many other sins too. Fornication, adultery. There's a whole list there. And how sad it is, just like she said, there are people in the church doing these things. Thinking that uh, Mm -hmm. God is going to look the other way. Now, I believe a church should be open. Anybody wants to come. But um, we need to speak the truth and let them know if you continue in that sin um, you're going to go to hell we have to repent uh, while we still have an opportunity and grace and mercy on the table and uh, this nonsense of putting homosexuals into the pulpit choir leaders giving them a position in the church is a sin God hasn't changed his mind on that and again we're not just singling out the um, spirit of sexual confusion out there but there's a whole list of sins over there that'll get a person put in hell for eternity, fall by the lake of fire if they don't repent and sadly uh, I look across the swath of the churches my final point Lutheran Methodist Episcopalian Episcopalian, yes Anglican Church and there's many more I'm missing they were embracing sexual sin and saying it's okay. No, it's not okay. God hasn't changed. And uh, I don't know why these people have changed other than compromise. They need deliverance, and they probably departed from the word a long time ago. As you begin to pervert the truth, sexual perversion isn't far behind. By the way, mm. I've always... You know, uh, Shannon, I liked her, how she began with this, and then the day before, she said what they have that whole group is an identity crisis but she said that's the spirit that's come into the church the church does not know who they are any longer either it's the same spirit you know that's a that's right bullseye target i was contemplating this very thing the other day but i just know how to articulate it i would have put up a facebook posting uh, the church has an identity crisis you're exactly right um and we need to know who we are in Jesus Christ. And he made them male and female. He didn't make them queer. We're not born that way. Unless, I will put one caveat. There's some people that come out of the womb with a spirit of sexual perversion already in them that came in through the sins of the fathers and the mothers. And I do, do believe there are people born with these demons. That doesn't mean they've got to remain that way. They can be set free. God would not have us walking around in confusion. God isn't the author of confusion. We know that. And uh, these demons are latching on to these kids and castrating them. And uh, turning male into female and female into male. At least on the outside, 
And uh, this is just sick. If the church doesn't get up and stand up and speak the truth, uh, God is going to take them out. Uh, you know, like like she said, he's only going to bear with them for so long. They need to repent. Uh, double judgment on those people. He that knoweth to do good and doeth not, to him it is a sin. There's not going to be any excuse for these people in positions of leadership in the church who uh, embrace the lie because they just want to get along. Uh, well, I've uh, talked myself out of time. Uh, before we close, I want to thank you for coming on and tell people about your ministry, how they can be part of it, how they can yes, support yeah, actually, it, etc. Thank you, Shannon. We did uh, we did play this last night on our Sunday night program. That's our main program in the states. Uh, this afternoon we go into Germany. We go into Rwanda later on in the week. Um, in the Spanish, uh, but uh, you can reach us uh, through uh, Miracle Tabernacle as a ministry. My email is roncohen47 at aol.com. R O N C O H E N 47 at aol.com. My website is roncohen.org. R O N C O H E N dot org. And again, this afternoon, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, we do Zoom into Germany. If you want to join us there, get a hold of me real quick, and I'll send you the link over uh, either email or such. Um, our ministry feeds uh, hundreds of children every month, 200 in Haiti. Uh, we have 100 in Pakistan and in Rwanda um, and India. So if you'd like to get behind anything else that we do, that would be wonderful. So you can support our ministry uh, through um well, let's see, through Zelle and through PayPal, through uh, any kind of card, etc. But uh, go ahead if you need prayer. If anything that you heard today struck something in you and saying, I've got to fix this, or would you pray? People hear this, Shannon. It's mainly, will you pray for my son, my daughter, um, you know, someone that's close to me that it's involved in it. And people don't know how to really deal with it. How do we how do we love our son or daughter that's in that lifestyle and knowing the consequences? So again, you can reach Miriam and I at 302-559-1766. 302-559-1766. And I think Shannon next week I'm going to share on what are we to say? How do we say? And uh, it comes off Second Corinthians 5, 7. We really have to understand now that we walk by faith and not by sight. God is calling the church to come into a higher level now, to come out of this natural carnal realm, the fleshly realm, and to really function out of the spirit. So we might do that next week. Awesome. Shannon, thank you. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Brother Ron, Sister Miriam, for coming on, playing that audio. It's a right now word. Uh, we're doing good here, and uh, looking forward to being you with you again next week. Okay. Thank you, Shannon. You be blessed, and all who are hearing this uh, tonight. Folks, go to roncohen.org to find more about the ministry. Love you both. We'll see you next time. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Folks, stand by. We've got Michael Basham coming up next. I'm going to dial. Here we go.